Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. We are heading into part two with Rhiannon Rosland. And Rhiannon is the CEO and creator of Conscious Economics, just an incredible organization that works for the well-being of others, of the planet. And I love, I love the the new take that she and her organization are taking on, on the economy, on economics, on business, that it can be something that absolutely makes money, but resources others and makes the world a better place along the way. How inspiring, how inspiring is, is that? Well, today, friends, we're going to get into some things like leadership styles and, and how to shift and, and, and pivot during a pandemic, because that's what Rhiannon had to do as well as her organization. Friends, get ready, <laughs> fasten your seatbelts, get ready to be inspired. Let's dive in. really do want to hear more about women in leadership and how we all can work uh, more towards that um, being an equitable society. Yeah. And, and, and But before we go there, I wanted to check in on um, this this idea of, of looking for new ways of being and leading and living. And the pandemic has really forced us all to make some shifts and changes. And I know, you know, the huge changes for you mm-hmm. as someone who was planning a hundred events a year yeah. before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk a little bit about just how that worked out over yeah. the pandemic and where you are now mm-hmm. compared to where you were before? And again, the well-being, not just of your of your business and your work and your leadership, but the well-being of your of your overall life too yeah. as, as part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was so challenging. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I think you know that as well because you were also in a space where you yeah. were deeply impacted. You're gathering people live mm-hmm. and in person and that's exactly what we were doing. So everything stopped. It came to a screeching halt. Everything that we had built, everything that we had planned, it was like it was all gone or obsolete. Mm-hmm. And at first we thought it's only a couple of weeks, but as it continued to roll on and I'm, you know, a mom of two young boys, it started to really get me. And I really experienced some of my darkest moments mm-hmm. in that of really questioning what I was doing, if I was able to get through this next phase, how I was going to do it. And for me, what I did and this is actually not like me. Um, I took a step back for a minute. I waited because I didn't have the answer. Mm. And I think it's okay to not have the answer. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us are feeling that even right now, Mm -hmm. it's like things are opening up, but we don't feel quite like we maybe even want to go out in the same way, or we're not healed from that experience. We don't have the energy that we had, you know, a few years ago. So the idea of going back into that, it feels very daunting. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is that usually when we're coming up against something, we need to not resist it. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's coming up because we are supposed to do it differently. And Mm -hmm. so that's what we started to do. Mm -hmm. We started to do it differently. We figured out slowly but surely how to build a digital platform. You know, I was a technology, I was scared of technology, to be quite honest. I didn't grow up with a computer in my household. Um, I remember like, you know, bribing boyfriends to write my essays at (laughs) at school. Like I just, I always kind of feared it. So having to step into those spaces where you're uncomfortable and as a leader admitting, I don't have all the answers. Again, it's very new economy Mm -hmm. that we do a lot of posturing in this life. We do a lot of pretending. How are you? Good. Are you? Mm -hmm. Now, when I ask people that question, they don't just do this automatic response as much. It's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm this or I'm that, but Mm -hmm. we have such a deeper range Mm -hmm. within ourselves. So 
for us, it was building the digital platform. And then once I got that going and the economic club was doing well, I had another big decision to make. And that was, am I going to be able to step back into doing the work in the same way that I'm going to, or I'm going to really trust this message that I'm getting and put my time and resources into conscious economics because our energy is also a currency Mm -hmm. and we only have so much of it in our life to expend. Mm -hmm. And I've been on a fast track of expending it pretty Mm -hmm. fast Mm -hmm. over the last, you know, Mm -hmm. decade or so. I really was going at all sort of pace. And I had to realize that my family requires a certain amount of that energy. And I only have so much in my lifetime that I can do. So is it time for me to make that deeper step and take that next risk? And for me, it was. So I sold the economic club. And it's an amazing events organization that bought us and is continuing to lead that. I'm the president still for one more year and helping with the transition, but my focus is solely on conscious economics right Mm. now and our new music platform, Lunar Studios. Mm. So this is what we're doing and it's, um, it's scary and exciting all at once. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you described it as scary and as an exciting, I, I, you know, I, I hear that. I see that all the time myself. And I think we're living into a time, as you said, where, where we are a little cautious, we are waiting, we are slower than maybe we've been in the past. One, because we've been slowed down because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But my my experience also is that we just don't know. Like, mm-hmm. like we, we've had so much change in the last two years. How many times have we planned something? And then by the time we go to do it, it's changed. And we can't, you know, so there's this uncertainty. And, and so with, within, within that, um, how, how do you manage that, that fear <laughs> Um, and that excitement, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe more specifically, when you think about um, the consciousness economy, as you as you really mm-hmm. focus your energies on that, what are you scared of? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what are you excited, most excited about? For sure. Yeah. Um, so a couple layers to that question. I think the first piece is around this idea of there's so much uncertainty, mm-hmm. but the truth, and I learned this in that near death experience, mm. is that there's always been uncertainty. Yeah. We yeah. never tomorrow was never promised Mm -hmm. we we assumed and for a long time we had especially here in this part of the world we had that ability to have a predictable Mm -hmm. sort of a cycle Um, but many of us will look back to our lives before the pandemic and although we miss certain elements we also don't miss certain Mm -hmm. elements Mm -hmm. we've all sort of learned something or taken something away Mm. and so that application must be applied to how we go forward Mm. that's how we you know build our wisdom that's how we build our consciousness, Mm -hmm. our deeper awareness. And that's part of the design of our lives of being in this earth walk is that we each come in with our own set of circumstances and it's up to us to be able to take those different challenges and build something out of them Mm -hmm. and know that our, you know, our struggles are our currency too. Mm. And so it's understanding that piece. I embrace the fear in me Um, I have many fearful days and nights Mm -hmm. where I don't know if I'm on the right track. I question constantly. I may sound confident, but Mm -hmm. you know, I question and then I come back to present moment and I come back to meditation. I come back to prayer. I come back into my body. What can I know for sure? Mm -hmm. And what I can know for sure is that I want to try my best today to bring this vision to reality. And some days that'll feel easy and some days that'll feel challenging. But if tomorrow was my last day, how do I want to spend today Mm. if that's all I've got? And Mm. I know that that can feel kind of morbid or scary in some way. But again, I think that if we started to just think about 
the moment and showing up in the best way that we could, as opposed to worrying about a future or being stuck in the past, we would be able to access this consciousness, this awareness that could help lead us to the right steps because we're always receiving messages. We're always being guided. We're always, we're never alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is really true. And some of us, we relate to that as we call it God, or some of us call it our higher selves, Mm -hmm. or there's other ways to describe it, but it's all of the same. Mm -hmm. It's this beautiful divinity that's in all things, but we have to slow down and be right here mm. in order to feel it. Mm-hmm. And I do feel it with you. Mm. So you're you you you're in your present moment. Mm-hmm. And when you're with a human being in a present moment, you can actually connect. Mm. And that's really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It is. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I feel yeah. the same. Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. really Rhiannon. Yeah. yeah. Um the, the the there's so many um place along the conversation where you've had these awakenings, mm-hmm. you know, 15, 26, they continue to happen yeah. <laughs> through the pandemic. Um, how, how, and, and I think sometimes when we talk about God, faith, how, you know, and I agree, you know, we have different ways of, of expressing that and, and that's all cool. Um, but how, 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 like I think some people wonder, how do you, they hear these stories about God guiding someone, making these decisions mm-hmm. and wonder like, how does that happen? I want that to happen in my life too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'd love to, to talk a bit about how you bring that into your daily life, if mm-hmm. you will. When you talk about prayer or meditation, what does that mm-hmm. what does that look like and what does that what happens for you? How how does that impact mm-hmm. um these big decisions, you know, that you you're making yeah. um as a leader, but also just your daily life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't make every decision in a divine way. Mm -hmm. Um, And lots of times I find myself being driven by my ego, being driven by some old thing and getting stuck in a loop. But my daily practice so that I can try my very best to stay in that alignment Mm -hmm. is to move my body. Um, so I, and it's not like I'm doing this big exercise regime with, you know, weights and running a marathon, although I've tried all of those things. <laughs> um, I just like to move and get yeah. myself energized and remind myself that this is my vessel that I'm here mm. in. Cause a lot of us, we're all kind of living from the head up. Mm. We're so consumed with our thoughts. I got to do this. I got to yeah. do that. So just even if I have, you know, I have a busy life, I have a busy schedule with my children, but getting my own quiet moment. Usually for me, that looks like about half an hour right Mm -hmm. now where I do some stretching and then I sit and I either sit with some music. I'll literally put on a 10 minute, you know, meditation, just pure music um, and be able to sit with that music for 10 minutes and just breathe and just come into my body. And then when I'm finished that, or I'll sit in silence, depending on what I'm feeling that day, Mm -hmm. we're all different every day and I am for sure. And then I set my intentions for the day. So I think about what it is that I have to do that day. And I set my intentions for the things that I would like to feel. Mm. So not necessarily accomplish. How do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in this meeting? How do I want to feel when I pick up the the kids at Mm -hmm. the end of the day? And, you know, for me, um, love is unconditional presence. Can we give people our unconditional presence? Mm because that is something that is a rare commodity these days with phones and distraction and it's so easy to do. So where can we show up and do that? Um, and then I, I do pray, I mm-hmm. do a little prayer and I have a little picture of my family. Mm. Um, and I look at each one of their little faces. Um, and I say, I love them and they love me. And I go around and I just picture us 
being protected that day. Mm -hmm. And then I go off and do all the rest of the things that I do. And I, again, I feel like sometimes when I speak, I sound like, oh, this little sweet innocent, Hmm. she's got it all figured out. I so don't, Mm -hmm. I so don't. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, um, you know, the dark parts of ourselves are the parts of ourselves that make us feel like we can't have these experiences. So Mm -hmm. people that are listening right now and are like, well, I'm going through this dark hour or I'm using this substance to cope right now or I'm dealing with this or I'm fighting with this person in my life. So God is too far away from me and I can't have that experience. But I will say that my most profound, prolific experiences of awakening have happened in my darkest hour. And it usually sounded like my own voice giving me the guidance, but it wasn't necessarily what I would normally set out to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's accessing this part of ourself and we can call it God, or we can just call it that part of ourself, our God self, the part mm-hmm. of us that's inside of ourselves mm-hmm. that is greater, that is from this, you know, more connected divine place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus said the kingdom, kingdom of God is within, you yes. know, and I just think some of God's greatest miracles yes. happen within us. 100%. And, and, and that those things that we can do to just create space for that really are transformational. Like every day, every, every day. Mm -hmm. I would echo that. Just practically speaking, you know, you've you've got two young kids, you've got Mm -hmm. a busy life. When do you do that practice, that 30 minute practice? Mm -hmm. Is is it the same time every day? And, you know, even like, where do you do it? How how do you, like, I could see people hearing this and yeah, that sounds awesome. I I wish I could do that. And, And, you know, we all could do it and we all could not do it because we all have, you know, so mm-hmm. how do you in your situation find yeah. time, make time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. If I don't okay. do it first thing in the morning, yeah. I won't get it in. There will always be something that comes up. If I have to wake up at six in the morning to do things, to get things prepped for the kids before they wake up for school, then I get up 20 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. If I have a day where I it's the weekend and I know I can rest a little, I just always make sure that I have that half an hour buffer. Mm-hmm. It's better in the morning, I think also because there is a quiet in the world. And I think, you know, if we think about ourselves as energetic beings and we're all yeah. sort of interconnected, when there's more stillness, sometimes even in our own household, we can access that stillness within ourselves. So the energy feels different in the morning when I rise, mm-hmm. it feels like the peace is still there. Um, so no one's scribbled on the walls yet. There isn't Cheerios on the floor. You know, the, the phone isn't ringing yeah. off the hook. It's that moment. And for me, I've created a sacred space and my oh. husband and I, We have our own practice that we each do and sometimes we'll practice together in meditation or whatever that may be. Um, But, and he has a much longer practice than me. He's so much more, um, I don't know if the word is dedicated because I'm definitely dedicated, but he just has a a more devout uh, practice that takes a little longer um, that he does. But we've created a, a, a sacred space in our house where we do that practice. So it's a little room upstairs and that's where I set up my little things that make me feel most connected, that make me feel most grounded. And so I have these little pictures of my children. I have, you know, little flower petals I've collected from the season or whatever it is. And I make a little space where I can pray and sit and connect. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all good for you. And, and, you know, in my mind, I know in my own life and experience, it is the most important thing I do every day. And, you know, they put first things first. So right out of the gates, I'm the same, just love, love kind of getting the same thing. It wouldn't happen if I, if I didn't do it then. I know Tony Campolo, uh, he, he loves to say, you can pray any time of day, like for sure, you know, and and that would be one of my stretches. We'd be not just pray in the morning, but pray throughout the day or find different times throughout the day. And that's sort of an area of stretch for, for me, for sure. 
Um, but what he, I always, he, he says, you know, it's kind of like tuning the orchestra before the orchestra plays. Totally. And I just find it sets up my day in a very different it way. It does. And you notice when you don't. Oh, Like yeah. you really do, especially yeah. when you start to practice. And I remember imagining or like thinking I would never be one of these people that would have this particular kind of practice. Yeah. And I remember actually- <laughs> These people. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm never gonna yeah. be that. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember in some of my darker moments, I remember feeling this pain inside of myself when I would see other people you know, up early in the morning and coming back from a run. And like, it felt so removed, like that would never be me, that I would never be able to find my version of what that was. Um, some days when it feels really dark, you you mm -hmm. don't know if you're going to be able to find that kind of resolve or energy. And, and so I just want to say that we do fluctuate through our lives and to make peace with where you're at. And if it is just a five minutes or a three minutes and starting and yeah. saying like, I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm going to for three minutes sit in silence even and just sit and be with myself. That's how I started yeah. three minutes a day. Yeah. That's how I started. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Start where you are mm -hmm. and do something. Yeah. And for be sure. where you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I uh, shift gears a teeny bit here. I, 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 I love your entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and so um, just hear that throughout your life and throughout your story and, and have complete confidence that there's still lots more to come, whatever that is, because that's who you are and how God made you. Where does that come from for mm -hmm. you, this entrepreneurial spirit, this ability to create um, and bring people along with you mm -hmm. and take some risks sometimes if that's what's needed as well? Yeah. yeah where does that come from well, for you? Well, I think in, again, it's interesting that sometimes our most challenging circumstances lead us to our greatest gifts. Mm. And in the household that I was in growing up, um, there was a lot going on in the household, like I said, and it was a challenging household and I was an only child and money was an issue. Money was a, was a problem. And so I remember wanting to go and buy like pizza with my friends at 10 years old and, you know, get a slice after school or these things and not wanting to rock the boat and not wanting to ask for these things. So I started my first business when I was 10. Um, and so my best friend and I, we called it Willowdale Dog Training and we were walking dogs in the community and we would spend hours drawing these little pamphlets that literally they took so long that we never really, it's like, is it a really good prospect or should we save the pamphlet? Um, but we started to canvas the neighborhood um, and I found this fun, like this was my source wow. of fun. So it just is sort of in me it's yeah. in my spirit and in my yeah. nature. I remember taking the weather channel music and my old tape recorder and making like a hold line. I'm like, you are, <laughs> you've reached Willowdale dog training with the music in the background. Like we're very busy serving other customers. We weren't, but we would play that. <laughs> yeah. Or making the flyers that yeah, take a long yeah, time Yeah, exactly. But like we would yeah. just really make it up until yeah. it kind of became a reality. And we did have quite a few um, community dogs that were part of the program over the years. And it taught me this, this idea that you could bring an idea to life and that you know, it's as real as you want to make it. Mm. And so that was a really interesting thing to kind of discover. And I took that throughout my life. And even in my life right now, everything's just an idea until you're willing to put some action around it. And that could be whether it's in business or whether you want to start a new, yeah. you know, regime in your life. It's just an idea until you put it into action in the world. And so I just got more comfortable with putting some of my ideas into action. Sometimes they failed. Sometimes, you know, they didn't work out. 
but a lot of the times they did. And in the times that they did, it allowed me to stretch just that much further the next time. Mm. And so, and you have to be careful too. And I, I will always say that because of the conditioning I had growing up, my nervous system being kind of hyperactive all the time, I do have a bit of a uh, maybe a, a wider threshold that can get me into trouble. Like I can be more impulsive. I, I have to be careful. I've had addiction issues in the past in mm. my life. So I have to really monitor that. And so it's not always, you know, it's not always roses and peaches and, yeah. oh, well, do yeah. it. You know, it's it's understanding your own spectrum, mm. who you are, where your threshold is, mm-hmm. and then being able to ride up against your edges, Mm -hmm. um, but not push over them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's an interesting challenge. Sometimes we don't come up close enough to our edge. So we don't challenge ourselves enough to bring something into action. And sometimes we step over our Mm -hmm. edge all the time. So how do we just ride right up? And what does that sweet spot feel like? And that's Mm -hmm. something that we learn over time. And it only comes through that trial and error and really taking time to get to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. with. I love that. Thank you so much. It just, I love that you're, you're still growing, right? Of course, you're like, we're always growing oh, yeah. and becoming more aware of who we are mm-hmm. and, and what our tendencies are and so how to manage that and lead through that. And um, as an entrepreneur, part of the challenge is to share your ideas or vision with other people. Mm-hmm. And, and being entrepreneurial often, I think probably we have this spirit that says, yeah, we can do this. We but that isn't always the way everybody is, especially, no. you know, so how do you, yeah. yeah, how do you, yeah, you've obviously had to do that many times. How do you work yeah. through those kinds of things? I have had people come and go throughout my career. Some people can handle the level mm-hmm. that I'm pushing it to. Some people can for a bit and then they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand I'm a unique individual that has my own quirks and I am, I'm made to be of service. I'm made to work like Mm -hmm. this. It it feels very much a part of my being. Everything that I was raised around brought me to this point. So I accept that. Mm -hmm. And I accept that not everyone will feel the same way at the same time, but the best way that we can accomplish, like I said, is that Mm co-creating, is being able to, you know, a a great leader should be able to make other people feel like it's theirs as well. Mm -hmm. And so being able to build from the ground up together, being able to have, I always, ask the people that are around me, what inspires you? Like, what do you want to do? What's your passion? How can we incorporate that into this space? Because I am not the only one who wants to wake up every day and feel like I'm working towards something that I care about. Mm -hmm. So if we can do that together, we can build and I trust in the flow of life that Mm -hmm. sometimes people will come, sometimes people will go, sometimes the right person at the right moment. And I used to take that really to heart when, Mm -hmm. you know, a young person would come in and then they'd leave or, you know, I want to go back to school or I want to do this. And I'd feel like it was some reflection on me. I would take it so personally Mm -hmm. and it was so challenging. Or when you have all these ideas and people say, no, we can't do this or we can't accomplish it or it's too much. Mm -hmm. And you then feel like you're too much or, you know, or you get, you want to prove it. So we are, you know, (laughs) and I've done all of the above, you know, and I think especially that day on the boat in Nunavut with my poor staff, after going through that and looking at everyone and they were like, this has really been a lot. Like, (laughs) thanks a lot. Like now we've all got post-traumatic stress. Like, (laughs) have we taken it to the farthest level we can take it? And, Uh, you know, and that is, there's going to be these moments, like I said, where you push beyond an edge and and you have to also, everyone's mirroring back to you Mm -hmm. something. 
And so if you see that you're surrounded by people who are constantly telling you this is too much, mm-hmm. well, it might just be too much, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. If everybody's telling, um, that, if everybody's telling you, yeah, totally. it's like, yeah. yeah, there's something going on here. So <laughs> exactly. we have to be willing to also look at where we are, where our quirks are taking us sure. to a place that's, you know, not the greatest. And I am, I'm just a lot. Yeah. I, I do know that and yeah. I accept it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the listening piece. Eh? And I'm, I'm learning to do more listening to where it, you know, people think uh, visionaries, entrepreneurs, it's all about you talking, which it is. There's a piece that you got to communicate and inspire the troops and get, mm-hmm. get real about where we're going. But there's also a deep listening that happens along the way that really, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. true. And it is hard yeah. sometimes, right? When we love talk. I mean, it's so interesting because my grandmother, she would talk so much. <laughs> like she was such a talker. She was inviting people in all the time. And I used to think, oh God, here she goes again. Like she's telling the whole, and now I'm doing it. I, like I find myself doing it. So some of us just have that. And we do have to, whatever we have in excess, we have to learn that other yeah. side. Yeah. So it is so special. Yeah. And this is cool that you're doing that through through this podcast, mm, right? Because you're- you're listening and creating that space. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, it is one of the things I love about these conversations for me to be in a seat where I'm listening more than do them talking is a mm-hmm. really good thing for me at so, so many good. levels. Yeah. And oh my gosh, Rena, thank you so much. I, I feel like we were meant to be together today mm-hmm. and really, really appreciate who you are and, and the way God's working in your life and what you're doing. And, and thank you so much for taking the time to, to have this conversation today. Just a little good news podcast rapid fire if we could finish with that. Yeah. So, yeah, so what's the best thing going on in your home these days? Oh my goodness. Well, I think the best thing going on in my home is that my boys are growing up and they're becoming more and more of themselves. And that's really exciting to watch and to witness. And um, we have, like I said, we've created a space in our home where we can host uh, people. And so that's been really exciting to kind of see that coming together and know that we're going to be able to have more community conversations in our home. Mm. Um, So that's really cool. Obviously, you know, pending the pandemic and things going in the direction that they're going. So yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. What's the best thing going on in your community or your neighborhood? I would say it's this resolve that people are finding to innovate, to challenge themselves and to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. Because I think that we have in, you know, the past, we put so much emphasis on showing your best side, showing your happy self, showing your productive self. And we don't actually, you know, build that reverence in the other parts of our experience. And I think all of us have had these deeper experiences Mm -hmm. in these last two years. And we've been able to understand how to hold space for each other in the harder moments and understand that we don't always show up feeling like it's working. Mm And I think that's so beautiful. That's so much more human. That's so much more authentic. And if we can honor that, that's how we build this this better. It's not this idealized, you know, world where everything's perfect. It's being able to hold the container for all that is mm-hmm. and to witness us each and individually in all that we are. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. And finally, mm-hmm. what's the best thing going on in our world these days? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, um, obviously a lot of challenges going on in our world, mm. but I do think that with the challenges comes this deeper awareness. So isn't it interesting to witness right now? Um, I'll, I'll take for the current example that's in our news right now, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And so we're witnessing war And we witness war every day when Mm -hmm. we look in the newspapers. And when we witness that war, um, we start to realize where we've evolved as a society, as humanity, where Mm -hmm. this no longer makes 
a whole lot of mm-hmm. sense. A lot of us are questioning in such a deeper way. Yeah. Is this really the the way mm-hmm. and why? And we're asking these deeper whys and we're trying to understand. And that is something that I think is beautiful. And it's not that it's easy to witness or to watch, but to actually know that we're growing out of this and Mm. this has to be grown out of because Mm -hmm. history will keep repeating itself in our own lives and in, you know, the greater world around us until we are willing to learn the lesson. So we've learned the lesson of what this, a war will always end. In the end, there will always be some result. Mm -hmm. Why must we go about it in this way? Mm -hmm. And I just think that there's a, a deeper awareness that's happening right now globally and in, in witnessing and watching this. And I hope that it will result in something new mm, and something, mm. something better. Not that it won't have its own darkness, but as we continue to watch those pieces unfold, I, I think it's becoming harder to bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that tells me that we are, we are evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of no more. This no can't more. be. No, I agree. No I, more. I, I love your, Thank you. That's an amazing reflection mm-hmm. on that. Oh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Rhiannon. Thank and you, uh, thank you, Jamie. friends, for joining us today. Would love to just close this incredible conversation with a prayer, if I could. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, thank you so much for this uh, incredible conversation. We, we've, we've seen and heard and felt you in the midst of it all. You are that still small voice that assures us that we are enough, um, that we can be our true selves and that you can work uh, in and through that in incredible ways. Thank you for things like creativity and resolve and um, all that that is, has been a part of this conversation for a desire to make this world more, more equitable for all genders, all sexual orientations, all races to be, for us to be human together and you will continue to lead us into that that's part of the good news of who you are so thank you again for Rhiannon and for all you're doing in her life bless her and uh, all who will be watching this and listening to this in the days to come in your name we pray amen amen thank you mm, thank, thank you. you so much for having me this was so fun oh same Great. Yes. yeah love it hopefully we do it again we will you're gonna come on mine i would love to do that yes. i'd be honored we're gonna arrange that yeah. <laughs> sounds great okay awesome thanks Jamie. Oh, you bet. thanks everyone for joining us uh on the good news podcast and hope to see you again soon until next time god bless you well i hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as i did you, you know i i realized that when we finished that that we didn't even get to, to some of the pieces around women and being empowered in leadership in business in the economy. So Rhiannon agreed that we're going to have another uh, time, another conversation on the Good News Podcast to get into that because that's been a big piece of what she's doing and what, what she wants to do and, and, and has a vision for. So we'll get into that one next time when Rhiannon is back because that could be a whole podcast in and of itself as well as Lunar Studio. Uh, what a creative way to, to do what God has called her to do. But I got to tell you, I, I, I just loved Rhiannon's honesty around her own life and and finding time to uh, to start the day with, with some meditation with some with some prayer be, being quiet and just grounding herself in something beyond herself if, if you take you know anything away from this may, maybe that's something that's helpful for all of us whether it's a, a 30 minute window like that or just a three minute window as Rhiannon suggested totally totally agree what a great way to, to start our day so thanks again friends for joining us on the Good News Podcast, being a part of this this family. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham. 
God bless you. And next week, we will have a conversation with Nellie June Apparel, who, who ha- came through a cancer experience many years ago. And God not only brought her through that, but led her to start an initiative that brought hope to many, many people. I think you'll be inspired and encouraged by that conversation too. Hope you can join us. God bless you, friends. Have a great day.